0: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas okay. Hi. It's time for curbside with the voice of the blues Chris Kerber, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Jackets tonight as the Blues preseason continues. I know that Chris Kerber and uh, Joe Vitale were thrilled the other night when the Blues and Stars game went into overtime. Sounded like (laughs) it on the air at least. (laughs) Good morning. How you doing? No, I was not. (laughs) If ever you wanted a penalty shot to be converted, that was the time, right?
1: You know what? If you ever needed a penalty shot to go in with 7.6 seconds left in the game, uh, yep, that was definitely one of those moments. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Dallas Stars wanted that penalty shot to be saved. <laughs> I don't
0: think so. So uh, I, I need to, and this is something that we'll do every Monday during uh, training camp and uh, early in the season. But what are your impressions of what you've seen so far?
1: I, You know what, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anything is really jumping off the page at me in training camp. And that is okay. That's not a negative. It's just, when you look at the young players that you need to look at, and I and I expect Boldu and Dean to play again tonight and get another at least one more game in. Um, but you're dealing with two 20-year-old kids, for example, and you know, and I thought they played a pretty solid game. I was, I was Talking to a couple of people on the management side and. Every game that Dean has played, he seems to have shown just another level of his hockey IQ. Now, I don't know that it's ready for the NHL yet, and some seasoning in Springfield would make a whole lot of sense, especially if he's playing center. You know, I, I, right now I just, I just don't see him playing in a spot where he would be outdueling a, a Sunquist, a Hayes, a Shen, or a Thomas, right? So you're getting what you're expecting from some of these guys, but you're also seeing the youthful part. That you expect to see, um, you had you had Richie that you know that came in and just didn't didn't get it done didn't didn't earn a spot so they, they released him from his PTO that has to make some other guys breathe easier but now I, look the, these last we, this last week and a half these last three games to me is not so much about the top six as it's going to be about the bottom six forwards. And that's going to be the real battle, I think, left in camp.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think the biggest thing that I noticed from the preseason game this past weekend is that kind of chemistry. It seemed like everybody was talking about that chemistry with Bull Duke and and with Dean. How do you think that they do figure into things, or do they figure into things this season?
1: I think they're going to figure out exactly just what – you know, was expected. You got two year twenty-year-olds uh, that probably and and most likely will end up in Springfield, uh, barring any injury or something unforeseen here in the next two weeks. And then then they'll go down there and they'll figure it out. I, I think you've still got to learn the the pace. Of, uh, look, it's an interesting thing when we talk about young players coming into I don't care what sport it is, the the big league level, because in this case you're talking about twenty-year-olds, you know, playing with with guys that are 10 years older than him, them guys that have guys that have experience in 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 the diet side of things, the, the, the weight room, every aspect of it. It is a big jump. And it's not just a jump of, can you make plays on the ice? And we haven't really seen much of a lineup from just about any team we've played yet. So it's not like, it's not like these guys have gone up against a outside of some of camp, you know, uh, an NHL heavy lineup on in the opposition. So i I, listen, Brooke, I'm not saying that these guys have had a bad camp in any way. I, I think they've come in, they're playing hard, they're getting the opportunity, they're putting the work in, and you're seeing exactly where they sit and then where they need to get to from there, uh, maybe with some seasoning in the American Hockey League, and that is perfectly fine and actually probably preferred. Curves, any concern about anything you're seeing? Right now the Blues are giving up a lot more shots on goal than they're getting. Does that concern you at any, at any rate? Yeah, I think uh, have, having not talked to Craig Berube about this just yet, um, to me, these the, the shots on goal aspect of training camp uh, in terms of the games is is a concern right now. Now I caution it because, like I said, I mean, we just haven't seen we haven't seen a regular lineup on either side of it. And to be honest with you, I don't know if there's uh, they're working on some other aspects of the game, saying I don't want to don't worry about shots on goal at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm pretty sure the coaches haven't said, okay, don't worry about this, but they might say, I want to see this kind of thing happen and this kind of thing happen, and then they build it back into their game. If if, and that's a it's a pretty decent lineup that's going tonight to Columbus. So we'll see how that one uh, actually really good lineup. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, and then um, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I think right now the lack of shots on goal, and it trended, things really started to trend that way over the last year or two, anyway. So the the lack of shots on goal. Uh, is a I say small concern because I just want to see what happens when you actually put NHL players and enough of them on the
0: ice. Curbs, Tory Krug plays tonight. We would presume that he'll be ready for opening night on October 12th in Dallas. Does it make sense for the Blues to have both Krug and Perunovic as part of their defense group? Not not the plays at the same time but to, to have both here?
1: Well it, yeah it could and um, you know, and, and, you know, Scotty Perunovich still just has to be kind of given a shot to see if, one, of he could stay healthy and two, you know, can't, how he plays at this level. And I think the Blues want to figure out what they have with him. So, you know, my, my sense is that, you know, there, there's a much bigger chance now that you keep two extra defensemen and one forward. So 13 forwards and eight defensemen. Um, but even, even then, Randy, I mean, uh, it means somebody may end up getting them put on waivers on the defensive side mm-hmm. and, and, and clearly on the forward side. I mean, there are jobs up for grabs here. So, you know, I'd expect Voronovich to play with Bortuzo tonight and we'll see how we'll see how things go with him. They're playing him a lot. I mean, it's his fourth game already and the blues sixth. So they they want to see what Perunovic can do and what they really have before they make a decision it's, it's it goes beyond this year so again back to does it make sense yeah it, there is a way that it does, that it does make sense but i don't know that I don't know that one way or another is a massive game changer for where this team is at and how they play, because you clearly have had Justin Falk that showed he can play on the power play. Uh, Nick Letty has done it in the past. I'd still like to see Pareko get more chances at it. Mm -hmm. But um, they've got options back there, and they've got to figure out where they fit.
0: That's the thing. You've got nine guys. You've got Bortuzzo, Falk, Krug, Letty, Pareko, Perunovic, Rosen, Scandella, Tucker, that all of us can find really good qualities in. So nine defensemen that... Could play for a lot of teams, probably,
1: and all of them, I believe. I got to double check this, but all of them, I believe, would have to clear waivers if you were going to send somebody down. Yeah. Uh, so that, and I don't see, I don't see any one of them clearing right now. Look, you, you know, Larry Plo used to say all the time, Randy, about you know asset management and stuff. So, can you keep an extra uh, defenseman if you send a forward down? That, that didn't have declared, well, wherever that may shake out. Or, you know, more importantly, do you, you know, we could have two guys go down to injury tonight, right? And all of a sudden, this is not an issue. So these are all things that, that play into it. But yeah, there, but there are clearly some roster decisions that are going to be made here in the final 10 days.
0: Kerbs, also I wanted to ask you about Joel Hofer. Obviously, he's going to be the backup for Jordan Bennington, but it seems like there also might just be some competition there, too, with amongst the goaltenders.
1: Well, uh, yeah, in the way I look at it, Jordan Bennington is your starting goaltender. He played 61 games last year, had a 500 record, and I frankly think that that 500 record is pretty good, considering the way the team played in front of him. Um, I, what we do know, Brooke, is that they definitely don't want Bennington to play sixty or more games. They would like to balance that out a little bit just from a fatigue and a grind factor. And this schedule can be quite a grind, you know, even even in a non-Olympic, non non-special event kind of year. So to me, if they get closer to fifty to you know, 52, 55 games for Bennington and the rest go to Hofer, they ain't Hofer to be playing like a number one goalie in those games. And when you really do the math You know, you're you're talking about needing in that 25 to 30 points range when you do that kind of split from your backup goaltender is what you need earned if you're going to make the playoffs. I think they've got a goaltender that can do it. And if that does happen... Well, yeah, that does push because if, if Joel Hofer is a really good, is playing really well and Jordan struggles a bit at stretch and they decide to put, you know, Joel in for four or five straight games. Yeah, that, that competition could be there. And I think it can be a healthy competition, not a controversy kind of competition, but a healthy competition. And that's what, uh, that's what Doug Armstrong seems to like uh, up and down his lineup is that kind of internal competition to keep people focused. Curves. What has uh, Jordan's mindset been like? Jordan Bennington's mindset been like going into training camp and and going into this season. We've talked about every other position. I thought he played extremely well last year, but gave up more goals than I think he would have preferred. What has
0: he been like this uh, this uh, this preseason?
1: Benji, he's been great. Talked to him a couple of times. He's been his play has been really good. Uh, his attitude is just what you would expect it to be. Um, I, look, I, and I realize I'm I'm unapologetically a a Bennington honk here because I just, I like his attitude. I like his compete. He's the, he's, he's the most competitive goaltender I think we've had, you know, since I started doing blues games just in terms of how he goes and look, and I know, I know things get fired up. I know people like talk about the antics all the time. Well, if other guys on the team would, would help out with some of that stuff, maybe he could, you know, put that in the bank a little bit, but I just, I just still think if I got a game that I've got to win, and it's because I saw it in 2019, if i uh, there's a game that I need a win in, I know he's keeping our team in the game. And, you know, we didn't get blown out a whole lot last year because of poor goaltending. Look at the backdoor tapping. Look at the things that happen. You guys heard us talk about it all season long ad nauseum. Uh, if this team is decent in front of Jordan Bennington, you guys are going to see a really good year. And and at some point in time, he's going to be, you know, he's only, what, 32 wins, 33 wins away from, you know, the all-time win total for the St. Louis Blues, which actually, if you think about that one, this one's right up Randy's alley here. It's hard to imagine that the all-time win record for the St. Louis Blues goaltender is 152 in Mike Lee Ute.
0: Hmm. It is amazing. Think
1: you, it, you'd think it would be that, more. That is really amazing. What's that? you would you would think it'd be you would think you'd have had a goaltender that was here long enough to to get to two hundred, something yeah. something like that. But uh but it it's it's like a hundred I think it's a hundred and fifty two for Michael you Jake Allen uh missed him by one, you know, and and so here's another crazy one, uh, when I was looking up some stuff on Jordan Bennington the other day. Hootie Randy. I'm gonna i I'm, I'm I'm getting you warmed up for the fight. You I'm ready. ready for that? I'm this? ready. Right. Okay. Okay. Who's the Blues' all-time leader and goes against average?
0: Oh, man. Uh, Brian Elliott? Yeah. Okay, you're done. You're ready for the fight. <laughs> <That's impressive>. <laughs> Curbs, <laughs> have, have fun tonight, and uh, good luck to your Giants against the Seahawks. I wish uh, that's football, right? <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Gotcha. All right, guys. To you a See you little later. See you
0: soon. Take care. That is Chris Kerber uh, with us on 101 ESPN.